Distance to the Goal, presented by 910 Coastal Barbecue. I'm your host, Marcus Bullock. With me, as always, is my co-host, Brett Galt. And joining us on this matinee of a Friday to give you Week 7 Locks, Chase Severino. Welcome back, baby. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, Brett. Glad to be here on this lovely afternoon. Fall is in full swing here. Yeah, so um, let's let's give a little recap about where you are right now, how, how you're enjoying it. Um, new season ticket holder, so give us a life update. Yeah, I am in heaven right now. Uh, almost heaven, I guess, as they say. Uh, my uh, wife, she has a little traveling gig, and she's able to pick up 13 weeks in Huntington, West Virginia, just in time for football season. So I got season tickets to Marshall, got to watch them beat the Hokies. They came back for homecoming. Both the girls are there for that one. So it's been incredible. Uh, a lot of nostalgia, just being back where I grew up. Love it. Dreams, dreams do come true, don't they? They do. <laughs> they certainly do. <laughs> And Brett, you had a little hiatus in North Carolina last weekend, but now you're back down in the Florida heat. Um, you're not melting, are you? No, I mean, it feels like 93 degrees right here, right now. Definitely uh, on the walk this morning, walking Mia, it was, it's brutal. I mean, I'm not going to even put it lightly to you. It's, it's hot here. It's really hot. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, in mid, we're in mid-October almost, and it's like almost 95 degrees. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad everybody's still kicking. Um, some of us are in cooler places and some of us in more extreme heat um, in October and going into November in a couple weeks. But no, glad everybody's doing well. Um, thank you, listeners, for tuning in. And sorry for getting you this episode a little bit late. But again, life does happen, but we try to deliver um, in every single possible way that we can. Brett, before we get kicked off, can we just talk about what happened last night? So, uh, full transparency, so I, my... I li- I'm living with my grandma right now, um, and then my grandpa on my dad's side, he he lives like 20 minutes away. So I usually go over there and watch football with him on Saturdays and because um, he, he's a West Virginia fan as well. So I went over there. I uh, We got down to 35-24, you know, and honestly, I'm a pretty negative negative guy. So, like, when, when that <laughs> happened, I was like, all right, grandpa, like, I'm, I'm out of here. So I, I was driving back to my grandma's house. I get back. I saw that we uh, – I'm following on my phone, just like on the ESPN. I'm, I'm seeing that we're only down three. I'm like, all right, all right. So I don't, I don't turn on the game, right? I continue just following on my ESPN app, and I saw that we had the that we had the long touchdown. So I was like, screw it. So I, I got back on, went on YouTube TV, and then I, I saw the the uh, touchdown that we had, and then I of course I stuck around for the last 12 seconds of the game. And you, you're over there saying, nice job. You're texting the group chat. And you had no clue that then 12 seconds later, the Incredulous uh, Hail Mary happened. And, yeah, we lost the game. So, that I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. The last four or five years of West Virginia football, it's been kind of like – I've been kind of apathetic about the whole thing. It's just like, you know what? It is what it is. We're, we're mediocre. And that was that was the first time in a while where I've I, I struggled sleeping at night. I, there was a lot of tossing and turning last night. I'm not gonna lie to you. When when I sent that text to the group, I really thought the game was in hand. I mean, there was no time left for them. Well, to come it, back. I mean, it should have been in hand, honestly. Well, the thing is, is our quarterback had the 15 yard penalty for throwing his helmet off, and so we were kicking from the 20. That always comes back to bite you. 
Yeah. I mean, in hindsight, you should not be giving up a Hail Mary because I don't know what we're we, – we had our defensive backs back there. What you should have been through and is you should have been putting the wide receivers in there and the big tight end we had to kind of block the, block the uh, ball down. But, yeah, so not only that, but Houston's not very good, and then we lost to Dane Holgerson as well. So – that was yeah, kind of Dana was Dana was glad to get that one back for sure. Oh yeah, you know he was because Dana is probably on the hot seat too. And honestly, that puts Neil Brown probably back in trouble again because you shouldn't be losing to Houston. Well, you guys are playing a lot better um, than everyone expected this year. Uh, again, yeah. I think I saw, I think your over under was four and a half. I said you guys will probably I think win it's, five. It yeah, I think it's you five and under. a half. Okay, it was five and a half. Yeah, it was five and a half. But the the thing that plays in our favor is like we don't play Texas. Um, so the rest of the schedule, like the Big 12 is just down this year. Obviously. The Big 12 is bad this year. So there's chances. We play Oklahoma State next weekend. So I guess we'll see. But, yeah, it, it was it was a heartbreaking loss last night. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, sorry about the nears, but we can go ahead and jump into last week. Uh, Jamon, thank you for joining the show because you definitely put the team on your back. Uh, the show last week was 11-10-1. I cannot stop pushing games to save my life. So I'm going to see if I can deviate away from that this week and see if we can get back on track. But leader in the clubhouse, Jaymont, every time he comes on, he's pretty much money. Um, he also hit his San Francisco uh, laying three and a hook against Dallas. That was never a Dow Force NFL slate. But um, he went 5-0 and on Saturday. Or excuse me, 6-0 and on Saturday. And that was pretty damn impressive. Um, his six wins, Red River over six – or excuse me, Red River over 60 and a half, Kansas plus two. UCF Kansas over 63 and a half, had some late offense there. Bama covered one against uh, A&M. Jimbo kind of had a meltdown there towards the end. Michigan covered 18, never a doubt. In Oregon State, he rolled with me there. But his one loss was on Friday night, Kansas State laying 10. So, be 6-0 and on Saturday, having some big units out there. That's pretty damn impressive. So, good job, Jaymont. Next up in the clubhouse was myself. I was 3-4-1. My three wins, uh, Red River over 60 and a hook. Rutgers plus 13 and Oregon State playing nine. My four losses was Notre Dame, five and a half against Louisville. Nope, they look bad. Marshall, NC State, under 44. I mean, <laughs> that line about doubled in the actual score. Both um, teams very, covered that. <laughs> dude, very strange game. Um, I thought MJ Morris would give them a spark, but I definitely thought that State's defense would hold up a lot better against uh, Marshall, but that wasn't the case. I think if they play that game, 10 times the under probably hit six so i think i was on the right side but just i mean a huge miss also thank you everybody that came out there for the tailgate um had a really good time it was good catching up with some of the raleigh crew and um we had a ball ate some really good food my other two losses fsu laying 23 and a hook did not cover um a little a little bit there virginia tech could have rolled over pretty early in the game when it was like 15-0 16-0 but they had a kick return, had a, a good offensive drive going into halftime, and they tried to fight back. I thought FSU was still covered, but, I mean, it's nice to see the Hokies have a little bit of life. And then A&M did not um, cover one point at home. And my one push was Maryland plus 20 against Michigan. I kind of thought I had that in hand. Maryland got up early – or, excuse me, against Ohio State. Maryland got up early, was controlling the ball game, but Ohio State had a little bit too much for them um, overall, so – that three, four, and one week brings me to 28, 25, and three overall in the season. I'm still positive, but looking to um, boost out a little bit more this week. And Brett, 
You are next up, two and four, two wins. NC State laying six and a half against Marshall. And Chapel Hill, nine and a half point favorite against Cuse. That was a very good call there. And then four losses starting on Friday. Kansas State laying 10. Notre Dame laying five and a hook. Wazoo plus three. Uh, Chip Kelly. And then FSU did not cover 23 and a hook. Uh, what did you think about your slate last week? Yeah, the, the Kansas State game I was kind of surprised by. I mean, Oklahoma State's playing a little better. Um, Washington State did not look good against UCLA. Uh, like you said, NC State, the defense. I mean, MJ Morris provided a spark. He also threw three interceptions too. So, But I, I think that's that's what you – I mean, at least it was more exciting than Brennan Armstrong out there. Anything was more exciting than that. And like you said, Florida State, um, they got up big on Virginia Tech, but then Virginia Tech kind of made it closer. So kind of unfortunate on some of the things. And then UNC as well. Uh, they're, they're playing good football right now. I mean, especially the addition of Tez Walker that provides a big spark for UNC, especially the UNC offense. So, but yeah, not a good back to back weeks, not good. I will say one thing on the Chapel Hill when Tess Walker played, a lot of those other receivers were getting open. So you can already yeah. see like defensive scheming towards him and it benefiting um, everybody on the, on the offensive side of the ball. So that's pretty good for Chapel Hill. And the last thing about the NC State Marshall game and Chase, you can you can throw your your hat in the ring if you want to discuss there too. But the game actually shouldn't have been as close as it was to see like NC State early turnover. Marshall take it basically in the red zone, go punch it in, and then MJ Morris the next draft throws a pick six. It was a bubble screen to the H receiver in the slot, and he just didn't like move back towards the ball. He literally let the damn like defensive back the nickel jump in front of him and take it. Like, he stood there like a statue. So, I mean, the 14-0 early spot definitely uh, made that game a little closer than it actually was, my opinion. Yeah. We value your opinion, Marcus. But uh, <laughs> Marshall, Marshall defense all year has been predicated on the turnovers, uh, almost to a fault. Uh, last year, our defense was sixth in the country. Um, and this year, we lost our defensive coordinator, I think, to Miami. Um, he moved up somewhere. And so this new coordinator has like changed it to all about turnovers and it's really hurting us on the big plays. Um, so most of our games, we will have turnovers like that. So that's kind of the emphasis for Marshall. It's it, all the games have been like that. <laughs> our personal Marshall resident. I love it. Thanks for the insight there. So Brett two and four on the week still brings you to 23, 16 and three. You're the leader in the clubhouse for the show. Dude, you're still smoking it this season. That, that start, um, definitely keep that cushion, but we'll fight back this week. Yeah. And then Nawano Coastal Barbecue missed last week. Texas laying five in Red River. It's not a great play. Um, Oklahoma pretty dominated that game handily, like for the most part. I think the Sooners looked really good. Um, good win for, for uh, Brett or Brett Venables. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was – the, the whole funny thing was is everybody was on Texas, you know, like going into the game. Now after the game, everybody's on Oklahoma because, I mean, like I said, the Big 12 is weak. So they should be able to run the table. The only thing is is we assume they'll be playing Texas again in the Big 12 championship. So what happens then? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if Oklahoma can lose that and still get in, or I don't I don't know. It just depends what other conferences happens. It depends what happens in the Pac-12 and the SEC and Big Ten. 
Yep, it'll be interesting to see. So um, that 0-1 week takes an Illinois Coastal Barbecue to 3-3 and on the year. Not as hot as they were last season, but I'm sure Chase has something to get them back on track this week. Power Parlay was a miss, had two wins, two losses. Um, so 11-10-1 overall for the week brings the show to 73-57-1 for the year. Um, still great. We're smoking it. And let's just look forward to week seven, get a bunch of good plays out there, and let's take it higher. Let's do it. Ooh, excuse me. Sorry, fellas. All right. Um, Chase, you're the guest this week. So do you, if you have any Friday night plays, um, start there. But if not, you can take us to wherever you want to. Barring Brett doesn't have a Friday play as well. Yeah, I stuck to all Saturday. So no Fridays. Um, I do have a Friday play. Let's go all there. Right, Brett. Yep, let's go. I'm, uh, I'm going prime time. Um, Colorado is at their... After a couple weeks, after I mean, last week they barely pulled out against Arizona State, but Stanford's coming to town uh, tonight. Uh, I'm expecting a good crowd. I believe Travis Hunter is back from what I've been kind of reading about understanding, so that's going to provide a spark on both sides of the ball. Uh, 11.5-point favorite against Stanford. I can see this kind of as a two-touchdown kind of game. So I like Colorado cover 11.5 for uh, Stanford. That line has moved. Would you still like 12.5? Yeah, I'll still take 12. Yeah, I think anything under 14 is good. Solid. Yeah, I, I like that play. Um, and actually looking at the schedule, two of my group of five plays are Friday. You want to knock those out? Yeah, um, let's go ahead and stay on Friday. So Brett has Colorado laying 12 and a hook, thinking that Travis Hunter is going to give the fighting Dion's a little bit of bump. And Chase is going to take us into the rabbit hole of what he knows best. <laughs> uh, let's start with Tulane and Memphis. Um, kind of a semi-rivalry game. They go back and forth on this quite a bit. Um, I think Tulane's, you know, they they were the the darling of the group in five last year. They they were the, they beat USC uh, in that uh, bowl game there. So I think Tulane jumps out, takes care of Memphis. Uh, that's my pick there. I have it at. Uh, what do you have it at, Marcus? You get four and a half. Yeah, cool. I did it at five. So, yeah, I'd love that at four and a half. All right. Tulane laying four and a hook. Um, hmm. I, I think you're on the right side. I would also be on Tulane. I just don't know about Memphis at home. Um, what, if, what have they done this year? Is Memphis, are they three and three? No, they're four and one. Four and one. Oh, shit. But they they wow. haven't really played anybody, though. Uh, I'm just Boise close game with Mizzou. Oh, just looking at this, this one may be a little bit closer than you think. Yeah, I mean, I I like Tulane. I I really, you know, I think they're uh, head over heels better than Memphis. Um, I don't have much more than that. I I love Tulane's quarterback, Pratt. Yeah, when Tulane played Ole Miss, I think their first string quarterback was hurt. Yeah, he was. But they still didn't look terrible. Um, yeah, if Pratt's back, I haven't watched him this year, just in all honesty. But, no, I trust you. Okay. Tulane laying four and a half. Like it. And then big bounce back game uh, for Fresno against Utah State. Uh, I, there's always weird shit that happens in uh, Laramie, Wyoming. So, I kind of just you – know, like, they beat App, too, but they had 200 less yards. So, it's, it's yeah, weird. weird. It's a weird – it's a weird – just weird shit happens there. So I kind of thought they'd lose last last week. That leaves them this week where I got five and a half uh, for them. So I think they'll cover that and uh, take care of Utah State. Yep. The Bulldogs lay in five and a hook. 
Yep. I don't really know much about Utah State. I just think it's um, it's more about like Fresno bouncing back this week. I don't know, having two favorites both cover um, on a Friday, I, th- I think that's rare. You don't see that a lot. Friday, you never know what. And it's Friday the 13th. So it's a weird day. <laughs> or, or, <Ooh>. Spooky. <laughs> yeah. Very spooky. All right. Um, I will go. I'm going to take us to Jersey. It looks like I can get this line in one place, and it looks like five. So I will take Rutgers. Um, Five-point favorite over Michigan State. We all know what's going on at Michigan State. Um, and their HR department is probably like in huge fire drill mode right now. The players look decent, but I think Shiano's done a really good job this season with Rutgers. I mean, Rutgers being four and two early on. Um, again, close game against Wisconsin, but they've handled business everywhere else they should, give or take. They played Northwestern, Temple, Virginia Tech, and Wagner. I don't see Michigan State given Rutgers a lot of fits. Again, every time I've watched them, they're banging heads. They're physical. Um, Michigan State hasn't won a game ever since the Mel Tucker incident has happened. They've dropped to Washington, Maryland, and Iowa. So I think this team probably has a little bit of quit factor. So I'm going to take the Scarlet Knights at home. Um, I think this is a noon game uh, in Jersey. So, yeah, uh, Rutgers laying five. I'm going to hop on you with that one. Everything you said makes sense, especially the noon start time. I mean, I know it's only an, an hour earlier, but still having to travel and start early there in, in New Jersey. Yeah, we'll see. This will really be the litmus test for Michigan State for how the rest of their season is going to go because if they drop to Rutgers, Michigan's going to kill them next week. And then they have probably two games that they could get, um, Minnesota and Nebraska. But I think if they lose to Rutgers, you can probably pencil in losses for the rest of Michigan State season, um, give or take Indiana, maybe a little bit closer. I don't hate the play. All right, so Chase, since you have two, uh, Brett, we each have one. Uh, Brett, why don't you go ahead and go? All right, um, I'm going to Madison, Wisconsin. I was coming into town, nine-and-a-half-point dog. Uh, I, I mean, I really haven't been impressed with Wisconsin at all this year. So, I mean, I'm not impressed with Iowa either. But I think this is a pretty big spread here. I think it's going to be a low scoring once again. Like these, I think the over under on this was like what, 34 or something like that? What is it? <laughs> Sheesh. Yeah, 34. <laughs> yep. 34. Yeah. So I'm staying away from the over under, even though the under probably would hit here. But I think it's a big spread. I don't think Wisconsin has really proven themselves to have this kind of spread. And we know that uh, Kirk and Brian Ferentz, they need to hit that. Uh, they need to hit that point total. Yeah, the point total to keep their job. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I like Iowa. To, I don't know if they'll win, but I like Iowa to come in here and cover the nine and a half. I actually like this play a lot, Brett. If you look after Penn State, which was just embarrassing um, for Iowa, yeah. they put up 26 points against Michigan State and then 20 against Purdue. So I think they're trending in the right direction. I agree. Wisconsin hasn't done anything to wow us this year. Um, we, we all saw them. They dropped to uh, Wazoo earlier this year, didn't they? Yeah, Wisconsin did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Washington State got them. Yeah, I, I like the spot here. Um, I think this is a really good play. Not hopping on it with you, but I do like it. Yeah, concur, man. Uh, that's that's way too big of a spread for Wisconsin. I mean, yeah, way too I, I big. Mean, I, was kind of shocked, I was kind of shocked when I – I mean, I could see them winning by like – I don't know, maybe anywhere from three to seven, but 
yeah in half is it's a big it's a big spread yeah I, i'd stay away from if it was seven but like yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. like that that you got it at nine yeah nine and a half nine yeah. and a half yeah yeah that's that's too big all right um chase i'll go and then you can take the reins back okay i'm gonna take us to college park again kind of been on this team a lot this season i think vegas is probably catching up to the line movement and you know, obviously with the 20-point push last week against Ohio State, they were definitely on it. But Maryland is playing Illinois this week. Illinois is one of the worst teams in the Big Ten, and I think Maryland is probably one of the middle-upper teams. Um, Illinois catching a loss to Nebraska, Purdue, and Purdue blew them out. If Nebraska's working you and holding you to seven points, I definitely think there's a lot of, like, inefficiencies within your offense because Nebraska isn't anything special. In Maryland, when they go up against somebody that they're better than, they typically throw up, you know, 35-plus, like, 40 points. And Illinois just don't have enough offense to keep up. So I'm going to lay 13. I think I can get 13. Uh, let's see. 13 and a half. Yeah, for sure. I think this should probably be, like, a 18, 19-point spread. So give me Maryland, 13 and a half-point favorite against Illinois. Yeah, this one is also on my uh, on my list as well. I have uh, Maryland covering 13 and a half. I mean, like you said, Illinois has looked bad the last, honestly, kind of the whole year. Um, Maryland's been putting up a lot of points, so I can I can see this being a two touchdown kind of game right here. Yep. Chase, anything on this one? No insight for me on that one. All right, Brett. Well, uh, let's hear a little Wayne. That's going to cash. That's one of my favorite plays this week. All right. So gotcha. I have two. Brett, you have three. Chase, you have three. But we haven't heard from Chase in a while. So go ahead and give us one, Chase. Well, stay in the, the Big Ten. Hopefully close that out. We've been talking a lot about the Big Ten. But um, Penn State versus UMass. Uh, whenever I see a line um, or like an over-under where I think one team can probably cover that, I've got it 54 and a half. Um, I, I tend to like that quite a bit. I think Penn State could hang 60 on UMass. So I, I'm taking the uh, Penn State versus UMass over. Nice. It's, it's definitely in play for sure. Yeah. What, it, what is it? Is it next week and they play Ohio State, right? I think. I think that's I think it's next week and that's gonna be the big game. This is gonna be a tune up game. They're gonna be nice and crisp. Uh I mean they're not gonna lay up at all. Like this is we gotta stay fresh, we gotta stay, you know, engaged for next week. This is gonna be yep. just a slaughter. So next week, big noon kickoff. Um on Fox is gonna be yep, Ohio State, Penn State at high noon. Um the yep. only thing that scares me here. If Penn State gets up like 34-0 and they just want to like milk it, pull the starters, you're you might get screwed, but you need a fast start from Penn State right here. Yeah. And honestly, I haven't been impressed with Penn State's offense at all this year. I've watched a few of their games. I, I mean, I, I don't they haven't been able to run the ball, which is kind of concerning. Maybe they're just kind of not showing their true colors until the Ohio State game, but offensively I've not been impressed with them. If I can interrupt, I do want to take us back in time and do a little rewind to go back to Illinois, Maryland. I had another play at the very bottom of my card. I didn't group them together. I'm taking the under 51 and a half. 
again, like I said, I think Maryland's going to put up around 30, um, like high 30s. Illinois is not going to hit double digits. So I'm going to take the under 51 and a half for Maryland, Illinois. Turn back the clock. Maybe maybe you can edit that and just put it with the with the talk there. Yeah, I'm not doing all that. <laughs> <laughs> Got some time constraints after this. Um, also, shout out to Alon and Lindsay. Uh, Alon, one of my good buddies from college, he's getting married today. So I think they get married like around four o'clock. So I'm gonna go ahead and you know knock this pot out with you guys, get it uploaded, and then hop in the shower and start getting ready. <laughs> there won't be a lot of editing going on this yeah. week. Yeah, you need to. Happy wedding day, Long. Wish I could make it, man. It's go- it's gonna be a good one. All right, I have one, two, three. I have four plays left. That's what I got. I do as well. All right, Chase, take it. All right, kind of in the same thought process here. Uh, Georgia versus Vandy. Uh, I got. I see fifty-five on the over/under. Typically, people just destroy Vandy and they don't really hold up, especially Georgia. So I think Georgia can cover that on them themselves. Vandy maybe gets a garbage time touchdown on them. So over for the Georgia Vandy game. Over fifty five and a half. I've got it at fifty five, but I mean that's fine. Fifty five and a half is cool too. In Nashville, yeah. I mean, it probably doesn't matter. <laughs> that doesn't matter at all. That actually Georgia might, that might actually that might make some rowdy Georgia fans show up uh, even more. I mean, Nashville's a fun trip, so <laughs> expect that state red. Time, you know, last time they played Nashville, I'm pretty sure like they had the whole stadium filled with Georgia fans. Yeah, that that might be a home game, man. <laughs> I think it's going to be. Giving them an excuse to go get drunk on Broadway. That's... I mean, that sounds pretty fun, you know. But that, let's yeah. that's got to be like when you're an SEC fan and you see that your team plays Vandy and maybe then you know Tennessee every year. So that's probably not that fun for them. But if you get to see, see Vandy away, like that's like I'm going to circle that. That's going to be a game I go to. We're going to have a great time at the bars. Our team's going to win. There's, just, you know, it, it's, it just sounds like an awesome weekend. What do you think about that? 32 and a half point spread. I think they cover that. Yeah. I, I think Vandy's awful. Yeah. I think they cover that as well. It may be worth a little sprinkle. Yeah. I don't hate it. Yeah. I'll probably end up parlaying the over under and the, the money line there. First quarter, you can get seven as your lowest number. And then first half, 18. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I, I don't mind the first quarter line. Yeah, oh yeah, first quarter seven, absolutely. <laughs> all of them, all of them, man. Give them, give me a first quarter, first half, all of them. I mean, Vanderbilt is bad this year, which yeah. is sad because they they really you thought they were doing something after last season. Um, but yeah, my my over for Vanderbilt is definitely not happening this year. I can tell you that. Yeah, I actually need to take some time on Sunday and go through all those over unders and get us an update of where we stand because there's probably some that's already locked up. <laughs> Like, honestly. Yeah. In reality. All right. So, Chase's play. Let me make sure I got this down right. Georgia Vandy over 55 and a half. Yep. All right. Perfect. Brett, uh, you're up. All right. Um, I'm going to – well, I'll just go ahead and go to the, probably the biggest game of the week, um, Oregon versus Washington. Uh, it's at Washington. This is probably the biggest match. I think – I personally think these are the two best teams in the Pac-12. Um, 
So I think this is by far the biggest matchup. Uh, Washington has kind of been struggling lately. They've been uh, in some close games. Their defense hasn't been a dominant. Oregon, Bo Nix has been scoring the ball. The over-under on this is 67. I'm, I'm actually going over here. I think this is going to be a back-and-forth game. I think both offenses are just – they're electric. Michael Penix and then Bo Nix, both very good quarterbacks. I think defenses are going to struggle in this game, so I like the uh, over 67 in this. Get you 66 and a hook. I'll take it. Even better. Um, I was thinking about playing Oregon. Looks like in two spots I can get three and a half. I'm going to go ahead and take the Ducks here. I think Ooh. more often than not, Oregon wins this football game on the field, even if it's in Seattle. Um, Washington's going to have a lot to play for. Obviously, game day's there. Uh, the cell gate's probably going to be bumping. But give me Oregon. I think Oregon is probably a little bit better defensively. And in these spots right here, Bo Nix usually plays over his skis. So um, I'll think, take the Ducks in the close number. I think Washington won last year kind of an upset for Oregon. So that might be in their fresh in their minds too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think whoever wins this game, I think, keeps their playoff hope alive because I think uh, as as the season goes on, Pac-12 is going to take kind of take one another out. So yeah, uh, yeah, it, that's a dang shame, man, because they've got some six, seven yeah. high quality football teams. And oh yeah, they're, they're the best conference I think in the whole by far. Yeah, out of the power five, I think they're the best conference. Yeah, and they're about to dissolve. That's the sad yeah. part about it. Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> if they would have had this season last year, they probably could have got like a really good TV deal and stayed together. You know, like it's just yeah terrible timing to have the the best year for your conference in ten years. Yeah, it is a shame. All right, I will actually take us to the next game because Oregon wasn't on my card. It was kind of a late addition. So if you know how that goes on the show, you probably don't want to take it. But. <laughs> I am going to take us to Columbia, South Carolina. Mm. Dude, isn't this just a spot where Florida always wins? The, the problem with this one is is both teams are just, like, leaking right now. I mean, it's just I, – I just – I don't know. I can't get a feel for South Carolina, Florida. I don't know about Florida either. It's out South Carolina, which I think plays in their favor, but – I don't know. I mean, Florida got ran all over a couple weeks ago by Kentucky. Yeah, but was, South Carolina's offensive line isn't good. Yeah, or close to what not. Kentucky's is. So, I don't. I don't see a repeat factor. I don't think Sandstorm's going to help the Cox too much. Um, go Gators! I'm riding with you, Joel. So I'm going to take Florida um, and catch the two and a half points. I think they. I don't even know if you should call this an upset, but I think they win as the underdog. It's it's two teams that both need to win. That's for sure. Yeah. So I've got a play here as well. Um, but my line of thinking is two teams need to win. There's going to be some scoring. Uh, I'm taking the over 49 and the hook. I don't hate that. Best number I can get you now is 50. Ah. Okay. Well, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I can see this. Should, should, like should have had the pod last night, man. I could have got my my, my hook. <laughs> Yeah, I know. You, if you get hooked on a couple of these plays, I apologize. <laughs> I, was, I was too busy watching Heartbreak last night. Give me a break, Chase. <laughs> we could have watched no, it together. That would have been some good content. Oh, no. I probably would have done my laptop. <laughs> All right. Um, 
Uh, hold on, Brett. It's your turn. Yeah, go ahead, Brett. You're up. Um. All right. So I just took uh, th- this one. I still can't believe that Louisville took care of Notre Dame last weekend. I really can't. I I would have never guessed that in a million years, especially the way that that game versus State was. I mean, that was one of the most boring games that there was. But anyway, they're playing good defense. Offensively, they can score enough. They're at Pittsburgh. Uh, we know Pitts. I mean, Virginia Tech put uh, Dracovic in the tight end position now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that that's just showed you how bad he was playing this year. Um, I don't think it matters. I think Louisville is going to be able to stop him. I think I, I, I had it at 7.5, but I saw I could maybe get it at 7 now, right? Yeah, yeah, 7. That's yeah, so – I think I'm gonna take the seven here. I I think Pitt's just a bad football team overall, so I like them to cover the seven here. So I did think about this game. This line screams it's a trap. It's a trap. I know. I I know. I know. What? I mean, you think Pitt can take care of them? I mean, there's gonna be 500 fans there. But <laughs> there's gonna be no crowd, crowd noise, or anything like that. I will say I'm glad you're getting seven and not seven and a half. I think you have yeah. good push insurance. Um, yeah, I do but too. But th- this game just seems sneaky. I mean, I think I think the uh, the what the Penn State transfer is playing now is that's who the backup for Pitt was. So I mean, the fact that he was behind Dracovic though just tells me everything I need to know. All right, I like it. So I got you, Louisville, laying seven in Pittsburgh. All right, sweet. That's what you want. Let's go to one of my favorite college football venues, Baton Rouge. LSU is going to beat the absolute shit out of Auburn. I think (laughs) LSU probably scores 50. I'd say anywhere from 45 to 55 points. Auburn will be lucky to score 24. So, LSU, 10.5-point favorite at home. Um, give me the Bayou Bengals. It's, it's going to be wild on there. Night game, Baton Rouge. Colin Baton Rouge is going to be blasted over the speakers by Garth Brooks. Band's going to be playing neck, gumbo, boudin, andouille sausage. Throw it all in a pot. Give me the Tigers big. You're not, you're not worried about that leaky Tigers defense? No, yeah, not against this Auburn offense. The over-under, and do, Trevor mentioned this. He said, are we just going to blindly take every LSU over? Over 60? I mean, if I think LSU is going to throw up in the 50s, I should take the over as well. Yeah. Yeah, that is actually the – since Trevor said that, that's the, actually the 910 Coastal play of the week, the over-under there. We'll, we'll do over on the LSU-Auburn game. I like that. Yeah, we'll do yeah, that. I mean, I don't hate that. I mean, like like Chase said, it's not like LSU defense is dominant. I think Auburn will be able to score a couple of touchdowns. Hmm. I shouldn't do it, but I'm going to take the over with you, Chase. I'm that, double dipping. Yeah. Really, you guys just lost that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I spoke it into existence. I think that's the way the game's going to play out, so. I actually think I have a little bit of wiggle room. Okay. LSU's offense is just very, very good this season. It just as Marcus was describing the scene at LSU night game, I just there's like a little twinkle in his eye, and it just I could just I could just I could just I could, just, I could vi- visualize exactly what was he happening just there. Yeah, and I was like, hell yeah, I'm I'm in on that. <laughs> That'll yeah. be the nine one zero pick then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. 
All right, so I'm double dipping LSU laying 10, Auburn LSU over 60. Five and a half pick of the week from now on a coastal barbecue, Auburn LSU over 60 as well. That card's getting meaty again, Marcus. I mean, I keep, that thing just keeps on growing over there. I know. I said I had like six plays. <laughs> I'm already at seven. I think. Oh, man. This is no good for anybody. All right, uh, Brett, you want to give us one? Yeah. Uh, all right, this team has kind of bit me in the ass the last couple weeks. Um, but I think their defense is going to take over. I like Notre Dame cover three versus USC. I think I think the key here is Notre Dame offensively has sucked lately. And so what better way to get the offense going than going against this USC defense? Um, I think Notre Dame will be able to score enough, and I think their defense will be able to hold – USC enough, so I, I like the uh, I like you or I like Notre Dame here in the spread. You can get two and a half. No I'll play for me two. here, but I like the I like I like the under sixty man. Mm. You do? I don't know about that. I've uh, I've got a play and it's the over. <laughs> so, yeah, I, let me let I'll, I'll let you go first, Marcus. Tell me what you're thinking. So here's what I'm thinking: Notre Dame's offense looks worse and worse every single week. I mean, it truly does with. The turnovers, the mistakes, the miscues, they don't look as sharp as they have. And I guess going back to Ireland, like Navy week one, obviously they played better competition. But I feel like every week I watch Notre Dame, I get less confident about what they can do, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, USC, we know that they're leaky. But I think this number's staged a little low, and it's for a reason. So I would lean, if I can get under 60 and a half, I think that's good, but Chase, if you want over sixty, you can have it. Yeah, that's I definitely want the over sixty. Uh, Sam Hartman, Caleb Williams. I think this it's USC's defense is leaky. I think Notre Dame will take advantage of that. I think it's be very high scoring affair. Yeah, you, the, 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 I think I think I read this game like ten of the last thirteen of this game have hit over as well. So they they typically do play a back and forth kind of an affair. So. I'm going. I'm going over. Life, life, life too. Life too short to bet the under. I'm, I'm going over. You're gonna see that Notre Dame offense just revitalized after this game. I mean, it, if you wanna, if you wanna face a team and be able to score points, USC is that team. Yeah, and, it, and, that, mean, and I, they they can hang a lot of points too. I mean, we got the Heisman Trophy winner over there, so points, points, yeah, points. Oh yeah. They're going to put points up. I mean, did you not see what they did last weekend? I mean, against Arizona. Yeah, that Arizona, was, yeah. Arizona yeah. was just it was easy. <laughs> <laughs> they were carving through them, weren't they? Yeah, they're I mean, how how long do you keep Alex Grinch there is the question. I mean, Lincoln, it's time to get a defense. Yeah, Alex has gone after this season. I, I yeah, think it's set in stone. I mean, it, he should have been gone after last season. Honestly, he should never have been in Oklahoma either. All right, well, good luck to both of you. I hope Notre Dame covers, and I hope the over hits so we, we can get those two wins for the show. Not as confident on the over, but I'm, I'm cheering for you. Well, thank you. Next, <laughs> so I, I love the over, honestly. You want to play it? I don't know. This is bad if I do, though. I'm staying away. I'm staying away. Way to have some discipline, Brett. I like it. <laughs> I'm glad one of us does. Yeah, something on the show has to. 
All right, next up, uh, let's go to the Bluegrass State. Missouri's going to Kentucky, border war, um, rivalry game. I, I'm i going to take Mizzou here. They're a dog. I think that this game could easily be a pick em. Nothing. Devin Leary doesn't look sensational to me this year. Obviously, we know Kentucky can run the ball. I don't know if this line is a little bit of a – I mean, they played Georgia last week, and Georgia whooped them. But I don't know if Kentucky's a favorite here, um, just looking at what they did to Florida a couple weeks ago. But I, I think game played 10 times. Mizzou can win this six, maybe seven. And, again, nothing that De- Devin Leary's done this season, like, makes me confident that Kentucky can cover this. This may be a one-point game or Missouri gets it done on the field. So, I'm going to catch two and a half uh, with the Tigers. I don't hate this. Do we lose Chase? Uh-oh. I think we did, unfortunately. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully Chase can jump back in here. I know he probably had a couple more plays. Yeah. I'll shoot him a text and say, what are your plays if you can't get back in? But, uh, Brett, if you want to – do you have one more left or two more? I I have uh, one more. Um, yeah, this game is at Oregon State. Uh, we got UCLA traveling traveling to town. Oregon State's actually been pretty solid so far this year. Um, UCLA has also been solid as well. They got that freshman quarterback that's that's been playing well. Uh, they're coming off a big win against uh, Washington State as well. But I, I think Oregon State at home here. I like them in this position. Um. So I, I like Oregon State to cover the three and a half. I like this play. I just don't know if this is going to be where Chip Kelly starts to do um, Chip Kelly shit and just, you know, just rattle off a couple wins and upset wins like they got Wazoo last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Wazoo, that was probably a little premature on my on my end because I don't know. I, I don't know how good Wazoo is because they were also beating, like, you know, beating up Wisconsin, which Wisconsin's not even that good. So, I, but I, I think Oregon State has kind of proved themselves. I mean, they killed uh, Utah a couple weeks ago. Um, so, I, I like them here in this position. He's alive. I'm back. Sorry, I tried. My daughter walked in here and I unmuted it. And then after I unmuted it, it kicked me off. <laughs> so, which one of them woke up from the nap? Aurora, clearly. Aurora doesn't na- Aurora doesn't nap anymore. Uh, once once they get to like around this three o'clock age, they 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 really rebel against nap. And I was reading about it. And it's just like let them stay up. So she's been. I set up a bunch of food and cartoons and stuff in the living room. Yeah, not a bad strategy. That's yeah. what I do on work calls too. Yeah, they're on like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what's on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, that's a good one, Brett. You'll be there one day. Don't worry. <laughs> So, Chase, I guess in the meantime, uh, I played Missouri uh, plus two and a half against Kentucky, and Brett played Oregon State three and a half point favorite against UCLA this weekend. Um, do you have anything on those games? Uh, Missouri, Kentucky, nothing. Uh, I love the Oregon State play. I was, I mean, I picked, I picked them beginning of the year to, you know, when we did our Pac-12 preview to do some big things. So, I'll hop on there with you too. All right, Oregon State lane three. Yep. You can have it. Um, uh, I have one more play. Chase, you have one more? Or yep. was that your last one? No, I've got I've got one more. Why don't you go ahead and go first? Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to take us if my browser would pop up. Um, let's go to Chapel Hill. Miami, <laughs> what happened last week? Oh my god. 
Boy, man, what, that game. What yeah, a I got, what a dunce, man. <laughs> even though he was down, but it should never have been in that position anyway. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, the, what was it this summer? Like that TikToker gif the the fuck around and find out graph. Yeah, like, you fuck around this much, you're gonna find like, dude, like, come on, what are you doing? Um, well, the the wild thing is, is he did this. What was it, 2018? When he was at Oregon too, they were saying like, yeah, he literally. But I mean, luckily they didn't lose. But yeah, yeah. This no, I great. think I think they did. So I think one game they won and one they lost. Um, I was watching College Football Live this week um, after work one day, and I think they said it was Stanford, um, like several several years ago, where Cristobal kind of you know did the same thing, and I think yeah. Stanford kicked like a game winning like field goal or something like that. Yeah, it was wild, but. Yeah, this this clock management is not going to be good. I think Chapel Hill's peaking at the right time. Again, I think Miami has the horses to run with Chapel Hill, but I mean, dude, honestly, like, if coaching, if the coaching last week like gets in his head and he becomes kind of like a basket case, Mac Brown's going to scheme up some good stuff, and so is Gene. So, um, with the with Tez Walker getting everybody free on that offense side of the ball for Chapel Hill, I think Drake May's going to sling it. So. I'm going to take the holes and lay three against the Hurricanes. Hmm. What's the over-under on that bad boy? Let's look at that. Uh, 56 and a half or Ooh. 57. Oh, that's, that's, that's tasty. That looks very appetizing for me. <laughs> I love you too, baby. That's so sweet. Brett, you have anything there? No, I was looking at this game because, um, like you said, North Carolina is peaking at the right time. And I kind of like their, I, I like the way their offense is starting to play. Uh, a few games ago, Drake May wasn't looking his best, but Syracuse, uh, after the Syracuse, they, he, I think he's really starting to get. He's got all his wide receivers now, so I almost took this one, but I think I'm going to stay away. I like your pick. All right, good stuff. Well, Chase, you can round us out. All right, I want to take us to uh, Atlanta for uh, Marshall versus Georgia State. <laughs> so uh, this game is big for both teams. Um, the winner of this game will be probably representing the Sun Belt East in the championship. Uh, both these teams are really good. I don't know if you guys remember like two years ago, the preview I did for the Sun Belt. I, I had some, uh, Georgia State like, taking off and, you know, going to the next level because they were looking real good, how the analytics, and then they sucked. Uh, so they waited a year, and then they came this year. They're 4-1. They're, they're rushing attacks looking really good. Uh, they finally got a quarterback that can sling the ball. So this this will be a very close game. And uh, I will uh, – I got to – but I think Rasheen Ali goes off. Uh, he's been Marshall's workhorse, I think. Losing to NC State was probably the best thing that could have happened to Marshall. I think they're going to change the defense up and be ready for that Georgia State attack. So I'm going with uh, Marshall plus one. I can get you one and a half. Oh, there we go. I'll take it. <laughs> I like that. When I texted you earlier in the week and I said, why is this line this close? I was thinking Marshall too. So obviously I'm there with you in spirit and for the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go Herd. Yeah, go her, man. It's you know Georgia State. Like they don't have. I'm I'm not too worried about their home field advantage. Uh, we took care of them pretty good last year, but 
their running backs really nice. Uh, I was looking at like the kind of matchup there. Marshall's running backs like one of the best in the country, and they have pretty equal stats. Good stuff. All right. Well, I'm all tapped out, Chase. I believe you are, and Brett, you as well. There is one game that I think that we did not talk about. Uh, Tennessee A&M, when I first saw the line this week, and that's CBS 330, and I saw Tennessee being the favorite, I'm like, yeah, probably. But I think at that point it was like five, six points, and now it's down to three. Um, I kind of like Rocky Top at home here against an A&M team kind of licking their wounds after Bama. Yeah, that that was that was one of the games that cut off my card. Uh, I you know I was leaning towards Tennessee, but you know not not as, not enough to pull the trigger on it. Um, yeah. What, what also, Marcus? What do you think real quick about uh, NC State traveling to Duke this weekend? You know what? I think. Well, Riley Leonard, he's not playing, is he? I don't think so. I, I think he's out. And there's still three, three, uh, three point favorite. Yeah, there's not a lot known about Duke's quarterback. Um, again, like seeing MJ Morris take that offense to just new heights. Is is uh, they're going to go with him the rest of the year, right? Yeah, yeah, he's he's oh. the guy the rest of the year. He was the plan was to redshirt him, but I mean, obviously that can't happen now. I, I really wish I, 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 I wish we got NC State's other guy yesterday or last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would have been a 10-7 game. <laughs> I bet. Dude, this is going to be a measuring stick for the rest of the season. If State comes out here and they're competitive with Duke, I literally think they have a shot at Clemson, Miami. I think they'll get Wake and Virginia Tech and even a better shot at Chapel Hill. But, again, like not saying that Marshall is like a down team because they're definitely respectable um, in the way they played for sure, like they fought. But I think if State's for real, um, they're going to come out with a lot of fight. I would probably take – Duke at home, three point game. This this is it's just tough. If Riley Leonard was playing, it'd probably be more like six seven points. No, I would yeah, definitely I, take Duke. I think yeah, I agree. If if Riley Leonard's playing, I think it'd be a no brainer. You take Duke in this position because Duke actually has a solid defense too. But yeah, when I'm looking at this, eighty one percent of the money is on Duke laying three. So I mean, shiny building game. NC State. I mean, they could cover. I mean, and I guess they could win. It, it'll be good, though. I'm very glad it's a 8 o'clock game. So this week we have a murderous row of weddings. We have one today, one Saturday, and one Sunday. So, Jeez. yeah. It's, Are they all in Raleigh? Yeah, they, luckily they're all, like, yeah, within the triangle radius. So um, this one's at 8 o'clock. So when everyone's, like, liquored up and dancing on the dance floor, if I can find a TV in the venue or just have my phone propped up, I'll probably be watching this game. Yeah, listen. If you if you're engaged or you're you're planning to be engaged, do your do your wedding this spring, unless you want a bunch of guys sneaking away to watch college football yeah, on their the, phones. <laughs> the the problem is, is the girls all want the fall wedding. That's the problem. Yeah, you know, uh, they, they, that's the magical is the October November time frame is like the you know you gotta have your fall wedding. Oh yeah, I know, man. I used to be a, a wedding bartender. I, I know the I know the peak seasons for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a lot of good games this week. The last thing we didn't cover, um, Bama, Arkansas. I think Bama's a 19-point favorite. They, they yeah. probably cover that, don't they? Yeah, Arkansas is not good. Is Arkansas the, not the good Pittman this year? No. Pittman era has gone down a little bit. I mean, it was just a couple of years ago we were all on Pittman. On yeah. Pittman, or, and then it's it's slowly 
And KJ Jefferson is still there too. That's the even crazy part. I think he's gotten worse. Yeah, he has. He he's definitely uh gone down a little bit. All right. The well, two. good good job, guys. Let's look at these cards and let's all throw a play in the hat for the power parlay. Now in Ocosal Barbecue, they are going to donate Auburn LSU over sixty. And y'all just let me know when you're when you're ready to pull the trigger on y'all's cards. Ooh. Mine's going to be the uh, Florida South Carolina over. I'm going with the Oregon State three and a half versus UCLA. And I'm going to play Chapel Hill playing three. Wow. He's trying to jinx him. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, the power parlay, I guess, through three weeks was at two and four. So, I mean, that's pretty damn solid this year. Yeah. Let's um, let's get to three and four. So, power parlay. Chapel Hill laying three, Oregon State laying three and a hook, Florida, South Carolina over 50, and Auburn, LSU over 60. And, folks, if you do a power teaser, your odds improve handily. So keep that in mind. I'm just looking yeah. at all these other games, too. Is Cam Rising going to play this year, or is he just like nah, – he, he, he ain't going to play, man. I mean, that's just wild. He's taking a red shirt this year. I mean, he's going he's gonna to be like, what, 27 when this <laughs> – <laughs> when he's when he if he does take a red shirt it's, it's, yeah no doubt it's wild it's like you i'm sure you've seen that meme it's like bo Nix and justin herbert played against each other yeah. <laughs> justin herbert's like four <laughs> years in the nfl <laughs> it's wild honestly it really is i mean sam hardman's the same way mm-hmm. and i will say um wake forest traveling up to blacksburg 330 acc network I think the Hokies can ring off another one here. Um, I was down and out on Virginia Tech. Uh, Pitt showed me something. That fight, Florida State showed me something. I think Virginia Tech can get Wake um, this week. Wake, I know they kind of like took Clemson toe to toe. I don't know if that says a little bit more about Clemson, but I doesn't. I don't think that it says a lot about Wake. Seeing that they played a really tight game against ODU, lost to Georgia Tech. Um, go Hokies! Kyron Drones, I'm um, going to lead us to another dub. Go Hokies! Go Hokes! Something we can all get behind. All right, guys. Well, I am good to call this fine on this um, Friday afternoon at 2.15. Uh, Brett, I don't know how much more work you're going to do, but if you need to round out the work day, go ahead. And, Chase, I know you're on dad duty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're about to go to the uh, the park in Huntington and go to a Marshall soccer game. Are they, they really good again this year? Oh, yeah, they're, like, number one. We're number one undefeated. Um yeah, there's another team that's undefeated. No ties, no losses. At one point, we were number two, but we still got yeah. so. the, uh, the the Mountain State Derby is next Wednesday. I might be heading to Morgantown for that if I can score Ooh. some tickets, Brett. <laughs> Ooh. That'd be badass. Well, yeah, yeah, that'd be kind of fun to watch. Keep, keep us posted and take some pictures and videos, Snapchats. I want to see it all. That'll do that. Talk about calling the cousins together. That'd be real. <laughs> That's the only sport Marshall and West Virginia play each other still. Like they don't play in basketball anymore. Obviously not football, so it's it's all we got. All right. Well, good luck this weekend, guys. I think we have a lot of good action out there, and we will let Hardy take us out. No, Cali's got the beach. Memphis got the soul. Atlanta's got the beach, but.